This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another therapy session of the Spurs Chat Podcast, where, of course, Tottenham have just lost 4-2 at the Etihad Stadium against the champions Manchester City. This evening, Mares absolutely tore Spurs apart. Spurs were 2-0 up at half-time, of course. Kulisewski and Emerson Royale putting us 2-0 up at half-time. Alvarez, Haaland and uh, Amares double. Uh, from Manchester City in the second half. Spurs remain fifth in the Premier League. We're now five points away from the top four. Spurs have lost to every team above them in the Premier League table. And that is our third defeat in five games since the World Cup break. Now, to talk about the evening's game, I've got a very special guest with me, uh, actor Ricky Norwood, back with us. Ricky, we'll talk about the football in a minute, but how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm OK. I'm all right. Um, let's get into it. Let's get into it. We've also got Matt uh, Jones with us for the very first time. Matt, welcome to the channel. How are you? Could be better, Chris, but no, thanks for the invite and having me on the channel. And um, yeah, disappointing, disappointing tonight and uh, individual errors again. So um, yeah, we'll get into it, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, good to be on. We've hopefully got um, singer Tim Winstone uh, joining us um, any minute, uh, so hopefully he will be coming in. Ricky, let's start with the show with you. Um, of course, at half-time, it looked great. It looked like Spurs were going to go on, get the three points. It was going to be a great evening for Tottenham Hotspur. Of course, it's all gone wrong. Give me your thoughts. Well, I mean, it started quite lively, didn't it? I mean, uh, it, there was a battle. There was a battle going on. And, you know, we held it to nil-nil for the first half for a, for a long time. And then two quick-fire goals at the end of the first half. And we're all singing. We're all up. Uh, you know, and it was good to see that the, the, the side, they had a bit, they did have a bit of fight about them. They did have a bit of zip about them. They did have a bit of energy about them to, to try and rectify these, these runner results and, and these performances. And it was good to see it in the first half. Um, and we, normally we won't get the reward for our efforts, but we did right at the end of that second half. But then second half turns up and um, it all goes 
to rubbish, doesn't it? It all falls apart. It all crumbles. Um, I don't know how we've got three centre-backs and I still concede that many goals. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, the the, the, the Maris shot near post for Lloris, uh, I was very surprised that he didn't get there. And he, he had some good moments in that first half as well. So it was a bit yeah. of a mixed bag. Um, I, I, I can say kind of objectively that it was... It was an entertaining game, um, but it, I, the, the the same problems that we speak about week in week out are still there. You know, as Matt's going to jump onto individual errors. You know, we always shoot ourselves in the foot. We're always the one to kick ourselves up the up our own backsides. Do you know what I mean? We uh, we, we 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 do it to ourselves so many times, and in so many seasons. Yeah. Um, and it's it's there definitely needs to be a big massive change there. You, you can see that why Conte said that he do, he don't want to go to a back four. You know, um, you can see that you know even though Emerson Royale he had a he had an okay first half. He you know he did make some good runs. He did overlap. He did make himself a nuisance. He did get the goal. Um, you know by being in the right place at the right time. But you can see every time he gets up the field, he's very confused. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't want to cross it, so he's looking for a short pass, and then he's looking for it back, and then uh, overlap. And it, it, there's there's a lot of hesitancy in his game. And and well, what can I say? He had an okay game, one of his better games for us. But second half, it just went it just went to to pot again. Do you know what I mean? I, I think for the first one, he got in the way of Lloris. He blocked everybody off. Everybody panicked, lost their heads. Everybody rushed towards the goal and forgot it, that it was open on the other side. Um, you know, it, uh, it, they, they let Haaland go for the second one. You know, like, it, it, same old mistakes, mate. Same old mistakes. Mm. And I'll, I'll let Matty jump into the, and breaking down those individual mistakes. But it's a shame to see it capitulate like that. But the first half. Matt, before I come to you, um, let's have a look at uh, the comment here from Bob Spur TV. And I completely agree with this comment, by the way. Hugo saves us more than he costs us. He's slowly becoming a myth. Uh, no way he should be beaten at his near post with that shot, regardless of deflection. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, he's costing us. He's, he's cost us so many goals now this season. And point. I'm a big fan of Hugo Lloris, but... Yeah. You know, a change has got to be made, whether it's in this window or in the summer. Matt, let's come to you. Let me get your thoughts on tonight's match. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd echo similar to, to Ricky, really. I think the first half marked improvement from the North London derby. You know, we started, you know, reasonably well, reasonably solid. Um, and I think really, if anything, kind of, sort of half an hour to 40 minutes, you know, we were reasonable shape. It was the final third. We weren't really penetrating or, or showing any kind of threat. Um, you know, nil-nil, and then we get the two goals, you know, before half-time. You couldn't ask for kind of a better kind of position to be going into the break with. And then, yeah, um, you, you know, second half, you need to get to kind of 55, 60 minutes, keep it tight. You know, that's, that's yeah. what we needed to do. And it was the worst possible start, you know. Um, obviously, Alvarez for the first. Um, and it was just a mad 12, 13 minutes shipping goals. And it, how many times have we seen this, guys, you know? happens all too often and it was obviously the re reverse of previous games you know the first half was we got that kind of spot on as best we could second half it was just it was really poor um and yeah obviously then Harlan levels um 
then Mares and like you say, Chris, tore us apart in that second half. And they were just they were superior. They were dominant. We lost our shape. Um Loris has to do better and his near post. He has to be saving that. And then obviously the fourth goal, um, long lay, it's just a simple ball down down the middle of the park and it just not good enough. It is not good enough. And something's got to change. It's got to change because we can't keep doing this. And I think I'm right. So I think six defeats now in 10 league games. Um, yeah, you know, something has to happen. Um, disappointing, real, really disappointing night, you know. Um, and uh, we've got to we've got to kind of look forward now. Um, and, and, you know, obviously we've got Fulham away. Then we've got the Cup. I think we've really got to be focusing on, on taking that competition seriously now. But the league, I think, you know, that, that gap is starting to kind of open up. Uh, in terms of top four, and I think it's going to become more and more difficult to to break back into that top four. I think there you go. Yeah, twenty games played. Yeah, five points away from the top four. Um, yeah. Ricky, let's come to you. Let's talk about the starting lineup because I must admit, um, I did wonder before um, the starting lineup come out whether Fraser Forster would actually replace Hugo Lloris uh, this evening, and I also wondered whether um, Rashalison would have come into the team mm-hmm. instead of Min Son. Um, because if I'm being completely honest and frank about it, I don't think Son really did a lot um, this evening. Um, now, let's go through the starting eleven. Hugo Lloris in goal, the back three of Romero, Dyer and Davis, the wing-backs Perisic and Emerson Royale. Uh, Benton Kerr, uh, of course, came back into the starting eleven alongside Hoybier. The front three, Kulisewski, Kane and Son. Subs tonight, Forster, Doherty, Sanchez, Tanganga, Lengley, Sessegnon, Basuma, Saar and Richarlison. Now, out of that starting eleven, Antonio Conte made four changes, including both wing-backs, Lengley, Sessegnon, Saar, Doherty dropping out. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Perisic, Royale, Benton Kerr and Davis coming in. Um, any surprises there for you, Ricky? Were you surprised by that starting eleven this evening? Um, the only surprise really was uh, Royal starting. But um, I, I, my thinking behind it when I saw it, it was maybe he was looking for the the, the solid, the, the, the one that's a bit more solid <laughs> in defence. I've got to laugh when I say it. But that, that's what I was thinking that he was thinking. Uh, it was good to see Perisic back in the side uh, again. You know, was it? With it, well, I mean, just I, I just feel he offers us more, uh, even though he didn't do much tonight. Um, you know, I think the the Man City guys they they overran him and and their pace kind of outshone. But um, I always like Perisic in there just because I think that if he does, if he can get a cross in or he does get to to a uh, an advanced position, he's got more chance of doing anything with it. It was unlucky for him not to score the third for us, you know, when we mm. had that, that that opportunity in the second half. De- um, defensively, think... def- defensively though, Rick, Perisic tonight was awful. No, yeah, it was. But what we got here, I'm, I'm just trying to talk about what we got here. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to say something different. Chris, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm trying to look. I'm just trying to look at it from another angle. I, 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 I just thought I feel angry with some of these performances this evening. I must say, mm-hmm. good, good. I and and I think a lot of fans are feeling that. I was Absolutely. just, you know, in, in, instead of being angry, I was just trying to look at, at some of the good things I say, and they're very minute. I mean, Benton Kerr and Kulisewski were, were the brightest spots in our team tonight. It was, it was a world of difference with Benton Kerr in there. Um, I, I was just saying with Perisic, you know, especially after Sessegnon playing against the Gunas, I, 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 I would have put him in, you know, the starting yeah. lineup. You know, uh, all right, he's had a bad performance tonight, but 
I, that's the one I would have put in the, the starting lineup because who else we got, Chris, to put in there? Mm. I mean, mm. I, I, you, we all know the problems. We, we, we've said the problems week in, week out. We know that yeah. not even not even signing Ericsson on a free was a problem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we, yeah, the, yeah. the reason that when we didn't sign him on a free, I thought, okay, well, they're going to go for somebody younger or somebody yeah. different or somebody from the Serie A. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. they, they've got somebody in mind, but we didn't end up getting Nothing. anything. So, so, so we know these problems. We know that our left wing back and our right wing back. Uh, they are the most important positions and they are the weakest positions in the squad, even though we've got three or four players that can be there. You know, we know that our side ain't clicking. We we, we know that once we get pressurised, they start to crumble. And it's exactly, the, the whole 90 minutes is a reflection of the team over the season right now, Chris. So it's great, it's good that you're angry because things do need to change. You know, and I think everybody, I think you're reflecting that everybody's frustrations. I was just trying to say something else and trying to look at the other side of things. I know. That's all. Yeah. Sorry, man. Ricky, let, let me ask you about Hunmin Son because I'm a huge fan of Hunmin Son. He's he's had a a very poor season um, so far. Did what what did he actually offer tonight? Not much, bro. Not very much. Little. Yeah, not much. Yeah. Um, it, it, and and it's been it's been a reflection of his season as well. He's been yeah. he, he's you know I love Sonny to bits. I love him to bits. I, I, I love that he's in our squad. I love that he plays with a smile normally. I, I love that he, 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 he's one to be counted on, especially when we was in the summer of Kane possibly going to Man City. When he signed a new deal and stepped up and said, do you know what, if Kane goes, I'll be the man. I'll be the man that you guys can rely on. You know, I, I, I loved him even more. And for him to get that golden boot last year and then for him to be playing the way that he is this year, it's it's beyond belief, actually. Mm -hmm. Um I, I don't know whether we can open this discussion up a little bit, but do we think that, that those 87 lengths of the pitch in South Korea, have they, that is, have that pre, has that pre-season wiped out our squad? I, I don't know. I thought it was a good thing at the time. I thought it was great that Conte got, got them for that amount of time and could work on their fitness and their tactics and everything else. But the, the, these players have only got a half in them. And I don't know what's happened to Sonny since the beginning of the season. He hasn't been himself. With the eye mask, without the eye mask, before the injury. After he's not been right. He hasn't he's been not right. been right. Definitely. Matt what, did you, Matt, what did you make of the starting eleven? Um, because I wouldn't have been at all surprised. You know, I know Hugo Lloris is our club captain, but with the mistakes he has made, particularly in the North London derby, I wouldn't have been mm -hmm. at all surprised if Antonio Conte did change it this evening. And Hunmin Son as well, with the form that he has been in, uh, why not give Richarlison a chance? Richarlison. And, and as, as Ricky's mm -hmm. mentioned as well about the wing-backs, the wing-backs keep changing from week to week um, because, of course, we don't know the best wing-backs, do we? No, no. And I, I think that's a real issue because you want to get a settled back line. And the wing-backs within Conte's system, it's just integral. It's integral to the system. And we all yeah. know the weaknesses there, um, which we'll get into. But, yeah, in terms of the starting lineup, when that came out, um, I mean, I was reasonably kind of positive as you can be when, when that came out. I did wonder whether Loris was going to drop to the bench. Um, like Ricky, I was I was kind of encouraged to see Perisic in there. Obviously, didn't have one of his better nights tonight uh, in there, and he had a tough night. But, um, yeah, it was a mixed bag in terms of performances, I think. <laughs> Benton Cure, you know, Rolls-Royce, isn't he, in that midfield? He's linking the play. And he done well, I think, to give us 75 minutes, I think it was. Um, Kulu, um, he done well. But then when you kind of go through the squad, I think defensively, you know, I think I, I still think Dyer, he had moments, but it was shaky. Um, 
obviously Longley when he came on um, and the wing backs are struggling as well. And then Loris has, has, has had that error and it's just, it's not settled um, and it's it's not good enough. The errors are costing us as we've, we've, we've laboured obviously with, with Loris, lots of points now that's cost us this season. And it's really costly. Um, and, and Son, yeah, as you say, Ricky, I mean, he, he is struggling. Um, no, no doubt about it. And it's, it's been throughout the whole season. They've obviously had plenty of games, had the World Cup. Um, but I think the other thing as well is the depth. Um, Conte obviously doesn't trust all of the all of the players, all of the squad. We do lack depth. Um, you can have that debate around the summer window. You know, you know, people felt that was a great window last summer. Me myself, I think we were probably three or four players short in the summer. Yep. If I'm being really honest, um, started the window well, got got some business done early, and then it just it, it tailed off. And I think that's that's coming home to, to really kind of bite us now. We haven't got the depth in, in quality. You know, starting eleven, I think, looked reasonably strong tonight. Like I say, um, but you look at the bench. I mean, what struck me when you look at City's lineup. I know we're talking about a, a whole different kind of uh, setup there financially, but that bench um, compared to ours is, yeah, it, it really is a stark contrast. And um, they, you know, they, they would all get in our team, Matt, wouldn't they? Sorry. They would all get in our team at all that bench. Absolutely. It's exactly that. I was having a conversation. They would. They would absolutely start for us. And that there's the depth. There's the quality. We obviously can't compete with them. But, we, you know, we're now 19th of January. No incoming still. Um, and we know the wing-back situation needs addressing. It needs to be addressed um, while Conte obviously is there. And we're playing with this system. And I think also with that system... Um, it's quite common in when you look over the last 10, 15 games, that double mid, you know, two in midfield, we we do often get overloaded by the opposition with three in midfield when they're playing us. And uh, we're struggling um, and we, we cannot maintain um, a consistent performance for 90 minutes. It's either the second half, you know, in, in most games. And tonight it was the first half and capitulated in the second half. Um, and uh, yeah, not good enough. Before we talk about the actual game, I just want to ask your thoughts about Antonio Conte. Matt, are you fully behind Antonio Conte still? Because there are a lot of fans out there that are, uh, that are getting very unhappy with him. Yeah, and, and I, I get that. Um, it's a results business. Me, myself, I think I'm, I'm, I am behind Conte. Um, I, I, I always have been. But I think, you know, the, the issue you've got is why have we brought, you know, Mourinho, then we brought Conte, and these are elite managers who want ready-made players. They, you know, they want backing, and he hasn't, he has not been backed. Um, so I think the decision, you know, he's going to come naturally. You know, if, you, if Conte is going to stay, he has to be backed. And if, he's, if the board aren't going to back him, you, you're going to have to part ways. I personally, I wouldn't remove him. I think he's, he's an elite manager, um, and he needs to be given the tools to do his job. That's just my view. Do you think he's going to stay beyond the 30th of uh, June, Matt? It's not looking hopeful, is it? No. No. Rick, what's your thoughts? Because I know, obviously, you're you're a channel regular. You're on here here most weeks after after matches. And I ask you the same question after every game about Conte. Um, I'm fully behind Conte. I want him to be backed. But I tell you what, I'll be completely honest. In his press conferences at the moment, I am not feeling it. I'm no. not feeling that he wants to be here. I know he says he keeps saying he's happy, but he doesn't look very happy. Yeah. And see his body language. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 
I, I just see, um, I, I really hope I'm wrong, but I, I can just see this all going wrong. And as Matt said, we're on the 19th day in the January transfer window. We're getting all of these reports out that, you know, we, we, we put a bid in for Trossard of around £12 million. Arsenal come along and just say, what's the price? Oh, that's the price. They've paid mm -hmm. it. Job mm -hmm. done. Um, Pedro Porro at the moment. We're trying to get that deal done. Um, Ricky, how are you feeling about Conte at the moment? Conte, I'm still behind him, my friend, but um, I'm, I'm very much like you in the sense that ever since we came back off of the World Cup break and we start, restarted the season, the press conferences to me, I, I've looked at them and I'm kind of like, ooh, he's saying things, he, he's wiggling and, and he's looking mm. out. Pre-World Cup, bro, I would have said to you 100%, not only is he going to be here, but he's going to yeah. sign a new contract. Yeah, I don't know right. what happened over that five, six week period at the club, because, you know, supposedly they talk every day and all of that jazz. I don't know what happened, but whatever did happen or whatever didn't happen, maybe that's the more important thing. Whatever didn't happen over those, that five, six week period has definitely had an effect on Conte himself. And, and we, we also know on a human level that, yes, he said it in press conferences as well, he's lost three very close friends in, in short succession. So that does make you think about life and family and, and where you are and what you want to be doing and how you want to be doing it. Um, maybe all of these are contributing factors. But you know what? After our last show, Chris, um, after that Guna game, the next and it, it was like it was in the air it was in in the floor in the energy in the atmosphere it was it was just there that i was checking twitter and i wasn't checking twitter for a signing because we all know how that's going i was checking twitter to see has he been sacked has he been sacked as it okay is he going is it it just felt like to me that after after we had that last talk and after that last game that he's, he's going right now and like like Matt was saying there, you don't bring in Mourinho and you don't bring in uh, managers like Conte and, and do not give them the tools that they need to succeed. If you're going to bring in these type of managers, these are quick fix managers. The, this is so that mm -hmm. Levy and Enoch can say that they do have a trophy in the cabinet. But with Mourinho, we sacked him six days before a final. We, we still don't know why. Mm -hmm. And then and then we bring in Conte. After mm -hmm. Nuno, after, after that debacle, we bring in Conte and he lifts and galvanizes this team and galvanizes every single supporter and everyone's united behind him because oh we might have our Tottenham back here and we and we and we march march on strong to get that top four we you know we beat the Gooners last year we beat uh, Norwich and we put it to bed Sonny got the golden boot we're like, oh my gosh, do you know what I mean? If you're gonna back anyone at this point, if this is the new project, we're a quick. This is the time. This is the man. Let's go. So we start that summer with six six signings in quick succession. Blah, 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 blah. I think the seventh was Judoji. I'm not sure. But we, we started with six and we upped the level of the squad. But did we up the level of the first 11? No. We, we brought in Perisic at left wing back. And okay, cool. Um, but, but, but then what? You know, we knew that the right wing back situation, however well that both Doc and Royale done at the end of last season. However well they done, we all knew that that was the biggest problem area, and yet we didn't go and sort that problem out. Do you know what I mean? We brought in Spence, who, we've, who uh, Conte has then said and repeatedly said that he's a club signing and he's a project player. So we're not seeing anything from him. We, I, I think every Tottenham fan would prefer him in there, even if he is young, to make a couple of mistakes, to, to work 
to work him in, to bleed him into yeah. the side. Do you know what I mean? To let him get that experience. Why should 100%. we loan him out to, to a lower lower Premier League side to see and, and for him to get experience when we've got two right wing backs that have not been able to do the job for a long time, yet we persist with them. Do you know what I mean? We're 19 days into this transfer window. We still haven't signed anybody, which is ridiculous. I saw today from Delotti that we're the ninth richest club in the yeah. world. In yeah. the world! For goodness yeah. crackers. And, and, and we're still pleading poverty. We're still pleading bargain bucket. We're still putting in 12 million for Trossard. Even though, look, Trossard is a good player, but I think that he would have come in and become another squad player. I don't think we need other, other squad players. We need players that go into the first... First yeah. team, do you know what I mean? So I yeah. hope that they are looking higher and 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 better and and somebody that can do that. And that's what Conte needs. Conte needs that. You can't do that work and and sign six players in the summer and then mm. let it peter out. And like Matt, I needed at least another two. I thought another two were coming. You know, totally. one of them being Bastoni yeah. and one of them being the right back. wing back. Yeah, right it had to because we've been calling for that for a long time. Left centre yeah. back or a centre centre back. Do you know what I mean? We've been calling for it for a long time. So yeah. I expected at least two more in that summer window. We didn't get it, but we started strong. We got that hundred million pound. You know what I mean? There's another 50 in the bank. We're like, oh, okay. So maybe something can happen. Maybe something can cook now. We're in January, 19 days into January, and they're not building on that. We're going to go into last week and we're going to go down to Levy deadline day and then do whatever they're going to do yeah. there. And it's not going to be the right solution either. No. Do you know what I mean? And so, of course, I back him. Yeah. yeah, but of course, I back him, Chris. Yeah, of course, I back him. But if you sack him right now and you go and get Pochettino and you go back to a project manager, what have we been doing for the last couple of years? What yeah. have well, we been doing? Yeah. What a failed project. Yeah, I was going to go uh, to that point actually. Matt, let's come to you on this. Um, mm. 518 days without a signing under Pochettino, he takes us to the Champions League final, and I doubt that 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 stat would ever be or, or ever happen again in, in football history, you know, certainly no. as long as we, we will all live. Um, 518 days without signing, takes to the Champions League final. A couple of months later, uh, we have a string of, you know, poor results. He gets sacked. In my opinion, I think that was a mistake. Mm -hmm. We then appointed Jose Mourinho, a serial winning manager. I got excited about Jose thinking, you know, finally we're going to lift a trophy. We're going to finally get over that line of lifting a trophy. Mm -hmm. Six days before the final, as you said, Ricky, we sacked him. Again, I think that, that was a mistake. Even though some fans agreed with the decision at the time, I felt that it was a mistake. It then took us 72 days to appoint a manager. Uh, the managers uh, that were on that shortlist, you know, a lot of us thought, what the hell? Uh, didn't happen. Gattuso being one of them. Of course, then we appoint Nuno Espirito Santo. That didn't work out. That was a mistake. When you appoint a world-class manager in Antonio Conte, very similar to Jose Mourinho in terms of quality. Jose had been there, done it, won everything there is. You know, Conte has done very similar, been successful every club that he's been at. It has mm. to work. This has to work. Matt, how confident are you that he will be backed? And I know, I know you've already said to me that, that he will leave, but it has to work, doesn't it? It has to work because, like Ricky said, you bring in Thomas Tuchel, you bring in Pochettino, you can bring in any manager um, around the world. You could bring in Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, mm -hmm. you know, very successful managers. Is it going to be the same? Yeah, and I think, for, yeah, previous form, you know, would suggest not. Um, it, it, and my question would be, where do you go from here? You know, and yeah. as Ricky says, if you, if you remove Conte, as much as, you know, we all love Pochettino, he comes back. What, what's the last three years been for? 
you know. Um, and I, I just think we've got a, we do have a manager that's you know in his prime. Um, he, he needs to be backed. And again, it goes back to why did we bring him in if you're not going to back him? You, we all know what Conte's about at previous clubs. He's very demanding from the board. Daniel Levy would have known that. You would have thought these conversations would have been you know aired when he was hired. Um, and yeah, it's, it's disappointing. And for me, I don't think we can drag on the rest of the season with this contract situation playing out to the end of the season. It's got to be dealt with now um, in, in this window. And I think coming back to the window for me, uh, guys, is what really, really bugs me with this is a couple of things. One, it feels like we're being reactive. As you say, Ricky, it's, it's going to the end of the window again. So then we, it's like Trossard. Was he really a target? It's just actually he looks cheap. So we go in at 12 million. So we're reactive. And we've had a World Cup. So, you know, in terms of having a transfer strategy, is there one? You know, we've had the World Cup. We had all that time to prepare. You know, you should have your targets lined up, you know, your, your, your priority targets, and then have backups for that. And we should be striking. As soon as that window opened, we should have been on that. And then the, the, a couple of deals should have been struck. And then the Poro. Poro, very clear what his release clause is. It's quite simple, isn't it, with, with Sporting Lisbon? They're naming the price, and you pay it yeah. or you don't pay it. Um, yep. And that, let's be honest, the right wing back situation and obviously uh, the back with a left centre back and, and, and so on. These are priority positions. I cannot understand why we are dragging this out. And also, when you look at the fixtures we've had throughout January, surely you would want to get your business done early in January to put them reinforcements in because it's cost us costly points this this, this month. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think coming back to it, you know, if, the, if they're not going to back Antonio Conte, why 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 continue why continue because it's you know they're clearly are not aligned and if you're not aligned it's, it's just not going to work um and it, it's bitterly disappointing because you know i i, I think there's a manager in there he, he's world class there's no doubt about it we 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 need to give him the tools to do his job um and i just think at the moment that the club will be failing him if they don't back him they really will ricky how are you actually feeling as a spurs fan right now because I've gone from feeling very frustrated to, to, mm. to starting to feel pretty angry about the situation because I feel that you, you bring in Antonio Conte exactly like Matt just said. You bring in Conte, things have to be different. You have to give him uh, exactly what he wants. You, you know the type of manager he is. When you're appointing these types of managers, you know that they're going to want things. You know that they're going to want to improve. You know that they're hun- hungry, very, very hungry mm. for success. When you've lifted a trophy... Um, you know, whatever whatever job you're in, when you've had success, you want that success again. Mm. He will want that success again at Spurs. And to me, he just looked frustrated. But how how do you actually feel as a Spurs fan right now? I feel a bit tired. I'm tired, tired of it all. I'm tired of the same old, same old. I'm tired of seeing the same reports. I'm tired of the same way of moving in the transfer market. I'm tired of of of, of getting up and kind of being positive with my team and kind of seeing something, all right, cool, we're going to move forward, we're going to move forward. And every time we get to that point, we go 10 steps backwards. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm very tired and, and I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit kind of, I don't want to say hopeless, but hope is, 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 is in short supply right now of, of the club acting like a big club and doing what needs to be done. My, my faith in, in, mm-hmm. in them kind of, making the right moves and and doing what's right for this club and for this football team 
it's just starting to dwindle, bro. And and I think that's why. I mean, against the Gooners, I was emotionless. Uh, most mostly, I, I did get angry, um, but I was emotionless. And and today, I kind of. I almost watched the game like a Netflix special, being like, oh, okay, all right, okay, we've scored. Oh, okay, all right, okay, all right. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I never used to feel like that under un, under Poch. Do you know what I mean? This is what the biggest frustration for me is that when Poch, and I know we will harp back onto Poch and people might get the um that we always speak about Poch, but I've explained, I've explained on the last one why me and a lot of Tottenham fans hold, hold him in high regard and hold him high in our heart. Not only did he fight and bleed for us, but he cried for us. I've never seen a manager cry for us. And 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 something that means so much to me mean as much to mm. the manager as well. I, I haven't seen that ever. Right? That I haven't seen yeah, wasn't there? Yeah. there was a connection. And we've, and, and we've all been crying ever since, Rick. And, and we have, bro. <laughs> but, but, but that guy, he had a philosophy. He, he came in and he ripped up the, the, the club's way and started doing it his way. And he went and watched the under sixes, the under nines, the under tens, the bloody well under six. The, he, he watched every level going through that, through, through Tottenham Hotspur Football Club and made sure that they were all, all working along, the, uh, all singing on, off the same hymn sheet. And then you bring in Mourinho who rips all of that up. Do you know what I mean? And then Nuno and then Conte, right? So the biggest frustration for me is that if, if that was what's, what was working with Poch, and let's say he fizzled out, right? Let's say that we, we all know, really and truly, he just didn't get the backing that he needed. He asked for the painful rebuild. He didn't get mm-hmm. it. But then where is your succession of manager that does and plays the same way? This is why before Conte, I, I, I was asking on this channel, I was asking, my, my tip for, for manager was Ten Hag. Reason being you know, he's, he's used to dealing with young players. He's used to dealing with a side on a budget. He's used to uh, um, um, working tactics with what he's got. He's used to getting the best out of what he's got as well. And, and he's more of a long-term manager. From once we brought in Conte, a, a, a world-class manager in his prime, a serial winner, as we've said many a time, yeah. uh, uh, then, then I'm like, okay, well, things have to change. And things haven't changed. Things just haven't changed, and that's the biggest frustration. The six signings in that summer, I'm like, things are changing. When they when they wrote off Serge Aurier's co- co- contract instead of trying to get at least a million for him, I'm like, things are changing. Yeah. When uh, okay. they, they sent out the four on loan, when Conte got in, Indombele, La Celso, and I can't yeah. remember who else. When they sent out Delhi and somebody else, uh, Gil. When they sent when they mm-hmm. sent those four out that the manager didn't want. Right, I'm like, whoa, that, that's a massive statement by the club going, you know what, we're going to back you. All right, they're troubling mm-hmm. the squad. You're not going to use them. All right, we'll get them out. If you can't sell them, we'll load them out. All right, fine. So I'm thinking things are changing, things are changing. And then we get to this point right here where the, the gaps and the, the, the fa- frailties of this side are glaring for everybody to see. Every season, yeah. there's another problem. Last season, Larice wasn't a problem. All right, there was some shaky, but Larice wasn't a problem. This year, as a year's gone by and he's got a year older and things have happened, suddenly he's a problem. Suddenly, Sonny not not being up to form is a bit of a problem. Even though I don't want him to go nowhere, do you know what I mean? I still think I still have faith in him that he'll come back to form. But there are so many problems that if you do not address them, those 518 days where they didn't address that, we're still suffering from that right now. So they have to act now. Instead of talking, they have to act. 
and get this side right, fill in the gaps where they need filling. Longley is not is not the answer right now. As we saw in that fourth goal tonight, do you know what I mean? Like, go and get who you, go and get your number one targets and go go and back this manager so that he can go and do what you brought him in to do. Why why are we shouting for it? The board should be backing him without us saying a thing, without us being frustrated. They should be like, right, let's move. Yeah. Because they brought in yeah. a serial winner. Yeah. If you want to go places, back him, give him the tools that mm -hmm. he needs. Well, um, Antonio Conte's comments after the game, four goals in the second half is the first time in my career one of my teams has done this. We have to continue <laughs> to try and work hard and do our best. Um, Matt, when when um, Ricky talks about um, the backing of the managers, um, mm. now, in the last January transfer window, of course, it turned out to be probably one of the best January transfer windows that we've ever had in our history, I think. Yeah. Benton yeah. and Kulisewski coming in. Do yeah, you think... And it, and it was very frustrating last January as well. And I remember all the fans getting very frustrated saying, why haven't we signed anybody? And it was literally on deadline day, we brought yeah. these two so-called rejects in from Juventus. Do you think Spurs have a plan? Do you think that Spurs will, uh, you know, suddenly pull a rabbit out of the uh, the hat on the last day of the window? You would like to think so. And, and to put it bluntly, they have to. They absolutely have to, um, because this the season is, is slowly falling away, isn't it? Uh, with us, we're, we're, we're on the decline. Um, yeah, there, there has to be a plan. It's just, for me, it's the kind of rinse and repeat. That That is the bit that frustrates me, that we're leaving it so late in the window. Um, we have you know, lost to Arsenal, obviously. We've now lost to Manchester City. We've had Aston Villa. There's been some, again, costly defeats. But you would like to think there's a plan. But kind of turning that on its head, if there's been a plan and you know who your targets are, why have we not got that business done sooner, Chris? You know, that, that for me, is, I, I can't understand it. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. You go back to the last window, slightly different. We didn't have the World Cup. Um, you know, and I, I do recall that with Kulisevsky and Benton Kjord, there was question marks around it. But that, they are the kind of signings we need now. We need players to come into the team that's going to lift, the, you know, the quality of the first 11 um, and hit the ground running. Um, yeah, there has to be a plan. Um, and you just wonder whether it's there's clearly is this, there's more going on behind the scenes with, between the board and Conte. You know, he's not willing, obviously, to commit. Um, and perhaps the board is then not wanting to front the money. The funds, Matt, right now, you, do, do you think that Spurs want Antonio Conte to stay beyond the summer? I think, I think they would have done pre World Cup. Um, but I think with the I, I think there'll be conversations now where they'll be looking at the results and the level of performances as well, and will be having their doubts and almost having a watching brief on this as the season plays out, which is not what we want, and it's not you know it's not good enough. Um, so yeah, um, I think they'll be undecided, um, and they're obviously um, not backing him adequately at the moment. You know what? You, you, you know what? If, if if they would have given him everything that he needed, and we was having results like this, that's when I would yeah. be like, "All right, maybe he's not exactly for us." Yeah, but no, they don't want to make that jump. They don't want that leap of faith. But then it goes back to why did you appoint him in the first place? But, you know, but why you know, bring him in? It doesn't make sense, bro. But this is what I'm saying about that five, six weeks over Christmas. Surely that mm. should have been the time that you kind of go, look, there's no football on. Let's sit down. Let's get it sorted. Work so what plans. was said, 
Uh, so what was said or what wasn't said at that point for Conte to be like, mm, because this yeah. is what I'm saying. Ever since they've come back uh, off of uh, after World Cup, bro, the very first press conference I saw from Conte, I was like, I felt an energy that he's he's looking to go, he's looking to move, he's wiggling, he's wiggling, and that's continued week in week out. It's escalated, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's is. escalated. There's been veiled comments within his presses for sure. Um, I think if we're all being honest as, as Spurs fans, I think that the performance uh, from the team hasn't been quite right. You know, you go back to the beginning of the season, so you started with Southampton, we had some positive results, but the performances weren't right. And it was a case of when are we going to get out of second gear? And to be frank, we yeah. haven't. The performances yeah. have been, haven't been at the level. And I think now the issue is the fact that we're shipping goals, we're dropping points, uh, we're out of reach of top four. Um, yeah, it's 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 not it's not improving, um, and some something has to change. Something has to change, and uh, fans rightly are, are frustrated and angry. You know, we're paying the highest ticket prices uh, in, in the country, um, and we're not seeing a return on that. What do you think will change, Matt, and when? What do you what do you want to change? I would like to see him backed this window. Um, and I think if he isn't backed, I think if Conte isn't backed, I could see him uh, walking um, certainly next month. Um, but I think it may be taken out of his hands. Um, you know, the board do have form of obviously um, making decisions, and sometimes rash decisions. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. But personally, I think uh, it's going to come down to what happens in this window. Um, but change for me, it, it's got to happen this month. It can't continue like this with this contract situation and not being back, you know, and, and slide the rest of the season. It just, it just can't happen because the media are going to have a field day with it and it's going to, it's, well, it's already having an effect of performances. It's affecting the team. It's affecting our results. Um, it's just really poor. It's really, really poor and it's, it's, it's poor management. Um, you know, the board, obviously, you know, great at running the business side of things, the commercial side. Um, but when it first and foremost, we're a football club and that, you know, it, it hasn't had the, the attention it deserves. And I think they've taken an eye off the ball for a long time now. Um, and I just find it, I do, I just find it really odd to have appointed Jose Mourinho, not back him, remove him six days before the League Cup final. We would have taken that clearly. We were desperate for trophies now. It's been far too long. You then bring Conte and you think, right, this is it. We're going to kick on. We played some really good football towards the end of last season. As we know, we, we, you know, we, you know, we didn't really have the right to get that top four spot, but we we got there, and it was some good football along the way. And then you think, right, it's kind of top four. It's now time to kick on, and we haven't. We, we we've gone back, and everyone around us, our rivals, are strengthening. You've obviously seen Chelsea, obviously lower at the moment, but they're buying players. Arsenal, top of the league, still strengthening. Um, yeah, and you, you've got United, you've got Newcastle, um, all playing some good football as well. So it's, it's costing us, isn't it? And you can't help but think sometimes is top four the ceiling? Are they just happy? Are they content with top four um, as a club? Um, obviously, it's bringing the money in, but it's not what we want. We want to we want to be competitive. We want to kick on, um, and we want to be you know competing for the for the trophies. Well, that, that's the next thing I was going to come on to, Matt. Let, Ricky, let's come to you on, on that subject, top four, because we are now five points adrift of top four. The other teams that have one game in hand, Arsenal at the top have two games in hand over us. Okay. Um, 
when you think about money and talk about money, how important mm. it is to Tottenham Hotspur and Champions League is important. Surely you've got to invest in this transfer window, improve this team to have any any chance of finishing the top four. I know Antonio Conte has already come out and said we need another miracle, but you know to go back and play Europa right. League or Europa Conference League, or dare I even say it, no European football at our glorious Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. You know, when you've got Harry Kane thinking about a new contract, um, it just seems that it's a mess. You know, top mm. four, top four at the moment, to me, just feels like a million miles away. Ricky, how are you feeling about where, where we could finish in the transfer window, uh, you know, if we don't get any business done? We have to get, we have to get business done, mate. We have to get business done. And it is, it is so tough. Being a Tottenham fan is like being in an abusive relationship. And, you know, like, you're, and listen, this is no disrespect to anybody that is actually in an abusive relationship. But it just feels that way a bit. It feels like we keep getting smacked around the face and then Tottenham will come back and be like, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're going to make it better, we're going to make it up to you. And then we're like, all right, fine, we'll forgive you, we'll come back. And then everything's great for a while, but then one drunken night, do you know what I mean? We get beat up again. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm so kind of lost right now with, with the team and where we're going. Mm. That, that they have to. They If the board was to stop playing funny games and kind of low balling, if they was, they just need to speak to Sporting tomorrow and get that Poro deal done. We can't be waiting until deadline day. We should. That's not what big. That's not what big teams do. Chelsea have not gone and done that. Do you know what I mean? Like you said there, but the, the biggest thing about Trossard is not that we missed out on him. It's how quickly Arsenal got. Oh, I said their they name. Just got Damn the deal it. done. Yeah. The Gooners got the deal done. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's what's that's what's more embarrassing right now. Aren't yeah. these guys embarrassed? Aren't they embarrassed with their with, with their own failures year in year out? Year out. You know, we we we, we kind of said the other night there that Harry Kane will probably be off at the end of the season. He'll probably get Jimmy Greaves' record. Do say 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 to everybody at Tottenham, sorry guys. You know what I mean? I've done everything that I can do, and then he'll be off, and he'll probably go Man United or something like that, and they'll probably win something in the first season as well, which will be even more kind of damning to all of us fans that are going to stick with Tottenham. But but who failed him? How long was he looking for another striker to, mm -hmm. to either play alongside him or or play you know when he's injured? How long have we been we've we been trying to sort out the the Carl Walker situation? How how long have we been looking for somebody to replace Ericsson? How long have we been looking for somebody to replace Dembele? I, I yeah. mean, I don't know what's going on here. Like, nah, sort it out, man. Like, just it, 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 like figure it out. Figure out what you want to do. If you want to be a mediocre club, then let us know. Do you know what I mean? And then some of us can turn up to the stadium when we want, and some of us will stay at home. Do you know? Mm -hmm. Then it'll, it'll be a bit of a can't be bothered. But this are club, you, it's, it's so tough because we love this club inside out. I love yeah. this club inside out. I love them on my best days and I love them on my worst days. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, 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 the fact that I can shout at the TV or shout in the stadium, do you know, you know whether that's in, in, in glory or in, in bile, you know, that, that's, that's, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to have that relationship with your club that you love inside backwards. Everything that I read is about Tottenham. Every time that I'm checking anything is about Tottenham. If there's a new video that you put up and it's about Tottenham, I'm watching it. Do you know what I mean? Like, Tottenham is our life. 
So I don't know whether the owners or, or, or the board or I don't know how they feel about the situation, but like you've got, a, you, we see the failings and we've seen 22 years of failing. It's mm-hmm. time to sort your life out. It's time to sort your life out or say that you've had enough and let it's somebody else change. come in and let somebody else come in and let yeah. somebody else invest in the club and do what they got to do, you know, but we, we, we can't have this. Newcastle fans had it for so long with Mike Ashley, so long and then they get new investors and look at them now, my gosh you know, Man United have had it for a long time, since Fergie's left they've been mediocre, like mediocre but they've still won things along the way but mediocre, but then they've got Ten Hag and then they've put the club up for sale they'll get new owners before us and, and they'll be on another, not that they never had money to spend but they'll be on another level, go into another direction. There's so many teams that are passing us right now. So mm-hmm. many teams. And, and you know what happens if you, if, if, even stagnant water, you can't drink. It's poisonous. Stagnant water is, you can't even drink. So if we say stagnant, well, I don't know where we're going apart mm-hmm. from down this table. You go backwards, don't you? That's the thing. You go and backwards. We're standing still. And I, mean, I think this is a really important couple of weeks coming up for the club. You know, from a strategic point of view, they, they, they've got to get this right because, as you say, Chris, you know, if they don't bring the signings in that they need and up the quality and miss out on top four, you know, there's going to be managerial changes. Kane, we're going to understand if he does move on, you know. And I, I, for me, and I think for all Spurs fans, I think it will hurt. You know, he's going to be our leading goal scorer of all time and to not have claimed any silverware, just it's not right. How can that be right? Um, and we'd all love nothing more than him to kind of obviously be successful and win silverware with us. But again, the club, you know, they're, they're not um, they're not backing the manager. It's it's a repetitive process. Pochettino called this out, didn't he? Three three and a bit years ago, he said we it's going to be painful. We need a rebuild. The warning signs have been there, and they haven't acted on that. We've gone for the cheaper options when it's come to our transfer targets, and it's all coming home to roost, unfortunately. Um, and like I say, that, that's the thing. I think for me, in the transfer market, we feel like we're reactive. I'm sure we've got targets, but then we start low-balling. It becomes protracted. Just get the deals done. If, they, if you know that that's the player the manager wants, get the deal done. Um, and also, I think it's the lack of transparency for me. Um, what, what is the plan? What is the plan? And I don't think, we, you know, as fans, we are not clear on the direction of the football club at, at present. And... Um, you know what their aims and what, what they're trying to achieve. I think um, it's it's a it's a frustrating period, and it's going to be a very interesting couple of weeks for sure. Um, because you know, once that transfer window close, where do, where do we go? Where do we go if we don't bring anyone in? We clearly haven't got the depth and quality in the team at, at present, and I, I think it, we'd struggle to get top four right now with with the current squad that we've got. If we don't bring. Well, Matt, in February, apparently Fabio is going to be releasing a statement on behalf of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club mm-hmm. um, about the January transfer window. What do you expect that statement to say? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> because because it, it, I asked that, Ricky, because every yeah. question, every fan at the moment is questioning what is the yeah. vision, what is the ambition, what is the future. Now, at the mm. moment, we're all sitting here, we all don't know whether Antonio Conte is going to be a manager, whether... Um, somebody else is going to be a manager, whether we're going to have to wait another 72 days to appoint a manager. And, you know, will it happen? Won't it happen? We all don't know. Um, we're all asking the same question. Please explain yourself. Please explain yeah. the vision uh, of, of, of where we are going. Because, you know, we've all said it and, you know, people joke mm -hmm. about it. Because I say it on every video that I put out about the lack of trophies. I just want to see success. I want to see that high road with everybody there, with the team uh, parading a trophy. You know, I want that more than anything. Um, and as Ricky said, we all love this club. That is what we we all want, regardless of, of our thoughts and feelings about, you know, players, managers, the board, yeah. etc. We all want the same thing. We want success. What do you think um, that, that Spurs will put out in February, you know, oh, to say okay. this is the plan? Good question. Good question. Um, you'd hope there is a plan. Um, you would hope we would have had some targets in and you'd want some assurance that there is a there is a clear kind of three to five year plan or with the club, both on the field and off the field with the academy uh, as well. But I, who knows? Who knows, Chris, what's going to come out from that? Um, yeah, we've had the, the very little communication we have had. It's, it's hard to read between the lines in terms of what they will put out, I think. Um, yeah. Um, and again, it's interesting. What um, I, to a point, I get why it's February because if the, if we were doing business right now, but obviously there's they're obviously picking that time for a reason. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what that statement says um, and whether the manager's still here, of course, as well. Rick, they, Ricky, they, they, do, do, I was going to ask Rick. Do you, do you think there's any chance? And, and I might be being silly, and I might get a lot of abuse from people, but. Do you think that, that Spurs could actually turn this around in the next two weeks, suddenly bring in two, three, four players, say we're backing Conte, and then all of a sudden in February, oh, the, the club released a statement saying Antonio signed for another two years? I could, mean, you think could, bro, could it happen? Listen, this, this, this club is that crazy. This club yeah. is that crazy. I, like I said to you, I, 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 I was at my, kind of, my, my, my lowest hope ebb. Do you know what I mean? And they could do that. They could sign two, three players. Do you know what I mean? And they could they could do exactly what you said. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I listen, I'll tell you what that statement will say, right? If they don't. I'll tell you what that statement will say. It will say the same mm. thing when we um, tried to sign uh, Hazard. It will say the same thing when we went in for Ronaldinho, Giuseppe Rossi. It we will tried. be the same thing. We tried. We tried. It's going to be yeah. the set two words. We tried. Yeah. That's that's if that's 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 my guess. Do you know what I mean? Because we've seen it, and that's why I say I, I I'm tired of it, man. Like I'm 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 tired of it. I mean, because as go on, Matt. Go on, Matt. Yeah, I was just I admire your optimism, Chris. Um, no, no, definitely. no. I, I've got to put it out there. It's a balance. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking both uh, both questions here because it, it could but, happen. But, it's the it's sort well. of thing that we we could potentially do. I, I think it's it's unlikely. Um, but if it did, why have we left it to the end of the window? 
you know, we've lost some, as I've already said, we've lost some key games already in, throughout January. Um, yeah. So that would be frustrating, you know, they, and that could be the difference of getting top four now come May. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good God. Breathe, you know, brother. Breathe. It is Honestly. and it's crazy. It's always crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think of our games coming up. We've got Fulham away, and then of course we've got Manchester City again. It's just it, it doesn't get any easier, does it? Um, Ricky, let's let's come on to talking about the game. I know we're nearly an hour in uh, the podcast, and we've not even discussed the game yet. Um, in the tenth minute, Haaland uh, had a shot blocked after a corner from Mares. As I said at the uh, at the start of the show, Mares was absolutely everywhere today. Um, mm. After sixteen minutes, um, Harry Kane hit the side netting after a good through ball from Benton Kerr. Um, great to have Benton Kerr back on the pitch today, wasn't it? Oh man, what a, what a world of difference that guy makes to to, to our side. He, he's just he is class, and you know he's just come back uh, for him to have what was it seventy five minutes on there. Like you, you could see how much he changes our midfield and the, and the way that we play because he does dictate the tempo, he does dictate the aggression, he does dictate the pace. He di- he's he's a metronome in himself. Do you know what I mean? And um, even though he wasn't one hundred percent fit or one hundred percent up to speed, you could see the world of difference that he brings. But again, we can go back to why are we now relying on one? one do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, why are we just relying on this one player one to player. do it? What, what, yeah. You know, no one again, else to bring in anyway. Yeah. yeah. Again, we, we, we go back to that, that bench um, comment well, earlier about it, Man City's bench. In, in fairness, Rick, we, have, we did bring in Basuma, but it, it just hasn't worked out so far, has it? It, it hasn't worked out so far, um, and it's a shame. I, I, I don't know what's happened there. He, you know, he didn't get his start for a long time because Conte was like, he's not tactically up to speed yet. So we're like, all right, and cool. And then the moment that they, he does bring him in, he's a little bit shaky, and maybe he's overthinking as well. Uh, you know, maybe he's trying to be as disciplined and do exactly to, to, to the kind of point of what Conte's asking him to do. Therefore, he's actually not playing his natural game. You know, um, there's been some games during the season that he was played at out position as well, like as the as the DM instead of the box the boxer. You know, when Skippy was playing the box the boxer, when it, and it was just like, well, what's going on here? You know, so um, he's had a very up and down season. But you know, uh, uh, you know, when when Partey turned up at the Gooners. He didn't, he didn't start off very strong either. Do you know what I mean? It took him a minute to get into the into the rhythm of things. So maybe there's still hope with Basuma. I still ha- I still have a bit of hope for him. Um, mm. But it, but again, it's like you know, Conte asked for for two players in every position, and we've got that, but just in numbers. Do you know what I mean? We haven't really got the the the, the number twos to come in. And we're not talking about replace. We're talking about upgrades, do you know, or, or bring something different to the side. Or it's it's tough. I I saw that Chelsea sheet the other day on Sky Sports, and they've got three players in every position for for their side, which is just like, and they're just they've just gone and I think I think it's done, but they've just gone and got our youth kid, uh, not Nondi Maduke. Mm. I can't I can't say his name. Um, but, I mean, why wasn't we after that? Why? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. We're just letting things pass us by, man. We're just letting That's things it. pass That's us it. by. Yeah. Left, mm-hmm. right and centre. Wolves are picking up players. Leeds are picking up players. Do you know, you know, like, 
you know, West Ham got Danny Ings today. Quick, fast, quick, fast. That's the thing. Know? Everyone's active. They're proactive. You know, they, they're nailing their targets, aren't they? But but what are we going to do? We're going to wait not. until nobody wants anybody, and then we're going to, you know, if Chelsea want to buy Poro, what do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to try and give them fifty percent of another player, or try and offer them? They're just going to give them the forty-five million and they go. Yeah, release Yeah. Absolutely. Come on. Craig's given us another comment from Antonio Conte after That's the game. Um, I'm totally into the situation. My task is to be part of this process with a team in transition, to become solid, to build a solid foundation and try to build a team ready to fight to win. Yeah, I think he's... Uh, I think he said. I think, he, I think he said very similar before, Rick. Um, now, let's talk about the game again. Matt, let's come to you. Uh, in the 20th minute, Alvarez shot towards goal. Good block from Eric Dyer. Mm -hmm. In the 26th minute, a good cross from Perisic. Kane uh, was tearing it up. Um, Ake headed out for a corner. Uh, after 30 minutes, Grealish on the attack. Good tackle from Romero. Uh, after 33 minutes, um, it was our first touch in the Manchester City box, which was a pass to Harry Kane. After 33 minutes, the first touch in the box. That yeah. was disappointing. Absolutely. And I think that's what I was saying at the top of the show is I think we were reasonably solid in that first half, but it was that final third. You know, we weren't getting up the pitch and then really affecting that part of the pitch. Um so, yeah, it is disappointing. Um, but obviously, they grew into the kind of first half, I think. Um, and obviously got got the goals before half-time. We couldn't have asked for kind of a better kind of position for half-time. Um, but we'll obviously get into the second half shortly. I mean, that was... Game was a, a two halves, really, wasn't it? But, um, yeah. Um, and I think that's what's odd. I think when you look at the way we were playing the back end of last season, again, we have brought some players in, but it's, it just feels the performance level and the flow is... It it's gone. Um, we've been kind of really struggling to kind of get up the pitch at any kind of pace or intensity. That's the thing for me. I've noticed at times it's been pedestrian um, with some of our performances. And, you know, I think there was there was times in that first half, there were sort of five, ten minutes where we were zipping the ball around a bit quicker um, and moving up the pitch. But again, it's that final third. And I think you kind of have to think confidence is also an issue with the team at the moment. Um, there are players that perhaps don't want to force it. They go sideways instead of perhaps being more progressive with their football. So, yeah. Um, and uh, fortuitous, obviously, to get ourselves two goals up uh, just on, on half-time, really. Um, but I, just just a crazy 12 minutes at the beginning of that second half, wasn't it? You know? Yeah. Really yeah. disappointing. We'll get into really? that shortly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rick, let's come to you. Um, in the 36th minute, it was a good move from Spurs, in fairness. Uh, Kane to Davis, then to Hook from mm. Song. Uh, header, it was our first attempt on target. Um, after 39 minutes, uh, Lloris had a good, uh, had a shot, uh, sorry, uh, saved, a uh, good save from Lloris. Um, Lewis had a shot deflected uh, off Song. Yeah. Um, good, good save from him because, of course, uh, you know, especially after the, the Arsenal game at the weekend, would have probably given him a little bit more confidence. Um, mm. After 41 minutes, Haaland with a chance. Lloris saved again. A couple of minutes later, Haaland with a header uh, went over the bar. Um, at that point, Manchester City were on top. But then, of course, a minute later, Kulisewski goal. Um, Edison to Rodri. Good finish from Kulisewski. 1-0. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, happy days. You know, it, 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 it was great to see Kulu get get that as well because he had a couple of um in his first game back against Sagunas, he had a couple of shots, didn't he? That just just, just went, went outside the post, yeah, yeah, or just went over. So for him to get his uh, shooting boots back on, fantastic. Again, another machine. 
he's you know him and Benzema. Not only did they change the end of last season, but this season, whenever they've actually been you know up to speed and playing and fit, I mean, what players, man? Like, and, yeah, makes such and, a difference. Makes such a difference. They make such a difference, and and those are the players that we need to start building around. You know, mm-hmm. those are the, those are the next wave. Those are the going to be the, the the next heroes for us in, in seasons to come. So we need to start backing those players, you know what I mean? So that they don't feel like, oh, maybe I should get out while the going's good. You, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it was a great, it was lovely. It was a great goal. I, 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 I was kind of, I didn't know whether it was going to happen. I was kind of back and forth with it. So when it was over, I'm like, oh, ah, e, oh, ah, yeah, oh, yeah, all right, cool. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, it was nice to see Kulu, Kulu like uh, drop that goal in there and just—it was like a goal shot, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? It was, it was gorgeous. Well, Rick, a couple of minutes later, Emerson Royale put us two 0 up, and I, I think yeah. we knew that, that, that Craig wasn't on this uh, on this channel or the, on this show tonight. Um, <laughs> Craig messaged me actually straight away and said, Emerson Royale, you're a <laughs> We appreciated that one, Chris. Ricky, what were you thinking at that point? 2 0 up at the Etihad. Well, I mean, I was surprised as anything for that it was Royale that got that goal. Um, but I was like, all right, cool, come on then. Do you know what I mean? Again, it kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't expect us to go 2 0 no. up. Um, and. So it got me up, but I what I was more encouraged about was I was like, well, okay, well the team, and it totally went opposite, but the team are going to be confident, they're going to be buoyant, they're going to be up for it. Mm-hmm. Now, now the the, the solid, solidity of the defense, they're going to come into play. You know, they're going to be like, right, we've got this, we're going to sort this out. First 10, 15 minutes, we know they're going to come at us. You know they're going to come at you. It's Man City. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and and most teams, if they're 2-0 down, they're going to try and fly at you in the first 10 to 15. So you'd expect, you know, the midfield and the defence to be like, short up, solid, and, and let's hit them again. And I thought that they would be growing into the game in the second half. But as soon as that second half started, it was all on top and it was ice yeah. skates. It was ice skates again. And... What kills me as well is is when we play triangles in our not even in our own half, but right by Larice, right around the box, yeah, right around the box and right around the corner flag, and then you know the, the, the how many Sunday league kickouts were, were there tonight? And even though they scored four goals, but how many times was it in that final third of you know uh, uh, of, of us defending and that someone just lashed it out for a throw in or a corner or? That happened way too many times. You know, it, it, I, I don't know, man. We we just brought it on ourselves again, bro. Brought it on ourselves. So yeah, I thought I thought that it, I was really hoping that that would have been the start of something. You know, finally they've clicked. Finally they've had enough of of, of, mm-hmm. of being of being these kind of uh, the the joke team. Do you know what I mean? They've had enough. They're going to show their metal. They're going to show their teeth. And exactly. It just well, thanks, thanks, mate. Us. That first 15 minutes was critical beginning of that second half. You sit yeah. in, you weather the storm, uh, and you make sure you don't give anything silly away. And we've done completely the opposite. Um, we looked very shaky, I thought, really shaky. And um, once once City got the first, the, the heads dropped. They looked very, very nervous. And, um, yeah, it, it just it was a capitulation. Um yeah, it's tough to watch. It's tough to watch. And we've seen how many times have we seen it? You know, um, 
you just think you've got to get to 60, 65 minutes and sit in. And um, yeah, we've done done the opposite, unfortunately. I think you'd even get told that at Sunday League football, Matt. You know, the, the, you know, you're tuning up at half time. You've got the home fans booing. The home fans yeah. booing at the Etihad They're Stadium. On top of them. Absolutely. Under Pep booing. Couldn't believe yep. it. You know, we've heard that a lot of the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium over the past few years under various different managers. But Not Pep Guardiola's yep. managed to sit in fans booing at half time. The Spurs fans in the away end were singing Emerson Royale, he scores what he wants. You know, it was, we, we were all on a high. It was fantastic. Yep. You know, beat, beating the champions 2 0 at half time. And as you say, you know, at least the first 10, 20 minutes, you know, just keep them at bay. Yeah. Matt, do you want to talk us through the uh the, 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 the two goals? You know, within a couple of minutes, fifty first minute, Mares cross, Grealish shoots, saved by Lloris, yeah. Alvarez goal, and then a couple mm-hmm. of minutes later, Haaland scored, uh Grealish to Mares to Haaland. It's yeah. Catalogue of errors, wasn't it? I mean, I think the first one for me that probably hurt um clear because I mean it was poor defending. I think Perisic struggled, didn't he? Uh on on that side. Dyer obviously made the save uh, uh, Loris made the save, then it came back out. You know, and I think the centre halves they didn't react well well to it, and um, yeah, just it was just a, a, it was a disaster that first goal, and then you think right, okay, regroup, get your heads, keep it, and then three minutes later, um, Harlan was free, and um, you know, there's nothing we could do about that. He was free, and it was straight in in the net, and you suddenly you're looking at two two, and you just looked at the players, and you felt there's only going to be one outcome here. Um, you could see it amongst them all. There was no one really rallying. Hoiberg was trying to obviously GM up, but yeah. they looked beaten at 2-2. Um, and yeah, it really started with that first goal for me. It was weak uh, from Perisic, which is unlike him. Um, and yeah, we didn't pick up the second ball, you know, from Loris. And, uh, you know, obviously Alvarez was able to tuck it away. Yeah. I've got to admit, actually, I, I've expected a lot more from Perisic. Um have you, Matt? Because we, we talk on this show, uh, you know, week in, week out after the games. And, we, and I always ask the guests the same question. Who are our best wing-backs? For you, who are they? <laughs> For me, um, I would say... I Ricky, Ricky's bored of this question. Yeah. It's, for me, it's Perisic. Um, because I think now has had a good two or three years with the three years now, I think. And for me, he hasn't kicked on. He's had more than enough time to settle uh, into the squad. Um, but yeah, I would say Perisic and on the right, it would be Doherty. Um, yeah, I think Royal, we know obviously with Emerson, he, he, he struggled. Um, it's fair to say. I mean, they've all got kind of their weaknesses and, and their strengths. Um, but for me, it's Perisic and, and Doherty. Um, and I'm just, for me, I, I, I still goes back to what Ricky said earlier. I, Jed Spence, you know, on the right. Why has he not been given to? I know he's kind of a club signing. Um yeah, he, he should have been what, given more. Wasn't on the bench either today. No, that's why he didn't even make the bench. Um, and obviously, Brian Hill wasn't on the bench. I think he picked up a knock. So you think Spence short? Yeah, doesn't make the bench. Very odd. Very very odd. And you think can't do any worse? You know, we've spent. I mean, again, that was another protracted transfer. You know, that went on. I'm sure that was five six weeks trying to obviously do that deal with Middlesbrough. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you, what, why put that time and effort into that deal and then not give the lad a chance? You know, um, he's, he's got, he's clearly got pace to burn. He obviously needs, uh, you know, developing in some of the tactical side of his game. Who better than then? And Elston Conte to, to develop him, give him a chance, you know. And I think when games a title were trailing, get some pace on there, you know, because we're not blessed with it down the right or the left hand side at the moment. And uh, given how important the wing backs are to Conte's system, 
I'm struggling to see why he hasn't had more minutes. Um, but yeah, on that left side, I think Perisic, I know he had a, he had, did have a poor game tonight, but he would always, given what we've got at the moment, he would probably be my first choice. Matt, just breaking away from the game a little bit, um, talking yeah. about the Pedro Poro situation. Um, I know fans get frustrated about us not signing players when we feel that they should. Um, but when you look at like the uh, La Celso deal and the Ondombele deal, hundred million pound between uh, the two of them, and it hasn't worked out. And now, of course, they're 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 out on loan respectively. Um, yes. Do you yeah. think Pedro Poro will improve us? Because it's all well and good us saying sign players, sign players, but they've got to be the right players. They've got to improve the starting eleven. What do you think of Pedro Poro? Yeah, I mean, I've only seen bits of him. Um, what I've seen has been has been positive. Um, obviously, he's not Premier League proven, so it does come with a risk. Um, but yeah, I think you know he's obviously picked up Champions League experience this season with with Sporting Lisbon. Um, I think in terms of his kind of profile, he he is good going forward. His delivery into the box is is good, um, and I think you know he he's, he does have does have some pace. Um, and yeah, and you, when you look at the kind of release clause in today's market, is that is that is that excessive? Probably not. Probably not. Um, and we we need upgrades. And I think I do think there is an element of that when you look at the Celson and Dombele. I think the board probably feel they've had their fingers burnt with that. But you know, you do your due diligence. Um, and if you're confident, and Conte wants him, most importantly, if the manager wants him, you back him. And that's not what's been happening. And it's like with Jed Spence club signing. I mean. For me, that shouldn't be happening. You know, Antonio Conte should be rubber stamping every incoming into the football club. Yeah, really. Should. He he is the coach. He is the head coach. He's the manager, and he should have final say on whether he wants a, a player to come in or not. Um, so yeah, and I think if he wants Porro, the club needs to pay it. Pay it. And you know, now we're like I say, we're, we're now nineteenth of January, and it's still going on. You know, we're, we're trying to structure the deal differently, perhaps over a longer period of time in terms of the fee, or we're putting other players into the mix. And as we said, our rivals, you know, act like a big club. If that's your target, that's who we want, and we feel he can improve the team. Go and get him. You know what? Si signing anyone, signing anyone is a risk. Yeah, just because you pay big money for a player does not mean oh, yeah. you're going to succeed in your shirt. That's why, yeah. like, the, the biggest lesson that I took was from Ndombele. When I saw Ndombele play, and when and, and yeah, when I right. saw him, I was like... He's done real, wasn't he? Yeah. He's, yeah. You, you, you're going to transform our whole midfield. You're going to be Ballon d'Or winner in a minute. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're Zidane and Dembele. You think he needs the Dembele replacement, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh Absolutely. my gosh, right? But until they're in the shirt, you, it's always a risk. Now, I know that Chelsea are money bags. But you talk about 100 million spent on two players. They spent 100 million pounds on one, and he's on loan at Inter right now, bro. Yeah. And who did who have they bought? They who have they? They've just spent 88 million on that. Uh, the, I can't say his name. I can't remember. Oh, Modric. Yeah. Modric. Modric. Yeah. They've just spent. They're spending money like crazy. How much did they pay for the loan fee for for Yao Felix? I mean. Do, you know, like so. So you 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 can't just say because we spent money, we spent some big money. That first time we spent big money. Oh, look, it hasn't worked. So we're not going to spend no money no more. You can't do no, that. That's not how not. football runs. This is this is not Trotter's independent traders. Do you know what I mean? This is <laughs> this is not this is this is not one buy, buy one get two free. It's not that type. You go out, find your number one target, then pay the money, do the best deal that you can do. Of course. 
But pay the money. If it comes out into something like a release cause, pay the money. If he's your number one target, pay the money. Now, let's talk about, you just said there, the rubber stamp, the final thing that should come from the manager. Do we really think that Conte wanted Trossard? Let's just, 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 just no. look, however good he's played this season, however many goals he's scored against Liverpool or assists or whatever, do we honestly think that Trossard was some, you know, Conte went into the Paratici's office and said, you know what, who I want, I want Trossard. There's no way that he said no. that. There's no way that he said that. What happened was, is that they said, look, we can get Trossard on the cheap. He's still running down. His contract's running running down. down. Yeah. You can have him as an option, Conte. He's just an option. You know, if you want him there, a bench player. He's an option. Like, come on. Like, like, we've we've gone numb numb as Tottenham (laughs) fans because it's happened so many times that this is what our norm is. And this is where things have to... this is why I see the frustration and the anger from every single Tottenham fan out there. I see it because for the mm-hmm. last 20, 22 years, it's been the same story. It's been the same story. We were supposed to sign Ronaldinho. We were supposed to sign, you know, Hazard. We were, on the last day of the last minute, we was a pound short. You, you know, Grealish. Grealish. Great, great Grealish. transfer yeah. example. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, at the time, we could have spent 20 mil on him, but we wanted to give him, uh, what is it, 5 mil and Onoma, Josh Onoma. I mean, come on, man. Like, come on. If this is what you want, go and get it. You know, sell the players that you've got to sell. If you've got to take a hit on them, okay, cool. But we're the ninth richest club. We can, we can afford to take a hit on some of these players. So don't, stop telling us the same old, same old. If things have to twist. Things have to change. We've got, yeah. to, we've got to turn. We, and we can turn it around. Of course we can. We've got to make the decisions and be ruthless. You know, we've got a number of players that are on loan. Let's not forget that. They'll be coming back in the summer. And they've got tough decisions to make, but it's what they're there to do. And they need to, you know, not be so kind of, uh, you know, drawn out in some of these decisions because it is costing us. It is absolutely costing us. And we need to we need to move on. We need to replenish the squad. We've known this, you know, I feel like a broken record going through this time and time again. Um, back the manager. And, 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 you know, be smarter with your recruitment because we, we've been poor with our recruitment, if we've been brutally honest, um, over the last three, four years now. Ricky, um, apparently mm. we were 11 million euros short for Pedro Poro of the release clause. <laughs> and, as you two have, and as you two have already said, you know yeah. the price. You know, if you want the player, go and, go, and, go and get the player, pay the money. Now, 11 million euros short. Uh, and then mm. we've gone back with a second offer with a defender. What defender do you think we've offered? Sanchez. I, I don't know. I don't know. Sanchez, but, uh, co- co- Colombian, someone who can adapt to the Portuguese league. He would actually yeah. shine in the Portuguese league, actually. He'd be a monster there. I think, I think that would be... Well, I mean, what else is Sanchez doing? What, yeah. what else is he doing? I, I, I don't think you can swap Emerson Royal or Doherty for him. I don't think Tanganga? Tanganga, Tanganga probably. Because you've got to think the, 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 the worth of, say, 11 million euros, I, I would put Tanganga in that, that category. Sanchez, yeah, okay, we paid a lot sense. of money for. I mean, an, a, another failed transfer, all, all in all. You know, the first couple of seasons, all right, he was great. With, with Jan and Toby, there was, there was something happening there. But really and truly, 42 million, 45 million, I think, it, I can't remember. But that's another failed transfer. You know, so I mean, how much? How much would anybody buy, buy Sanchez for right now? So it could be eleven million. To, I don't know, mate. I don't know. But you know what? All I do know is that they haven't got it done, and they're still twi- dwindling. 
and they're still, you know, bloody well playing with their thumbs because we've all known what Sporting have said for this whole period of time. They've mm-hmm. stated categorically, pay the release clause or he's staying. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing here? Why did it take to have a meeting for the first bid to be rejected? I mean, come on. I mean, come on. I love, I love it how you said Trotter's independent traders. Like, like <laughs> this, this, this is the Tottenham board we're talking about. Yeah. It, it feels like that sometimes, though. It feels <laughs> like that. Oh, right, let's go, let's go back to the game. In the 56th minute, the, the pressure um, <laughs> still mounting on us. Greenish uh, <laughs> <laughs> with a shot blocked. Uh, and then, of course, a minute later, Mares with a shot just wide. In the 60th minute, we had a great chance uh, to go 3 2 up. Kulisevsky uh, with a great run um, and crossed it to Perisic, blocked by Lewis, hit the woodwork. Um, Matt, if that goal would have gone in, it could have been a very, very different game, couldn't it? Absolutely. It would have given us given us the lift, wouldn't it? Um, wasn't to be, though. Wasn't to be. Um, yeah. Uh, and obviously then, I think, kind of moving on from that, obviously then, you know, Mares was was really causing us issues after that, especially, I think. Um, he really started to grab hold of the game. But, yeah, you're right. I think for us, we, we had to score at that point. Um, and it wasn't to be. And it's a bit similar to North London derby. You go back to that the weekend. There were so many chances at the beginning of that second half. They're kind of key points in games with, for some reason this year, we, this season, we're not clinical. We're not taking those chances. Um, and it's pivotal. Because obviously the game obviously went the way it did. Yeah. Rick, let's come to you. Let's talk about Manchester City's third goal. Uh, Perisic commits. Um, I couldn't believe Perisic. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've really wanted it to work with him. And, and, I, and I think he's a fantastic player and I've expected a lot more from him as well. But committing like that, of course, Mares uh, then shot Larice near post. Larice has got to be doing better there, surely. I mean, yeah. Deflection I mean, def- or no deflection? Yeah, I was about to say exactly the same line. Deflection or no deflection, really and truly, we would expect uh, a keeper of his, his quality and of his stature to, to do better at that near post. You can't get beaten by a near post like that. I mean, come on. Okay, Perisic didn't help. Um, allowed, allowed the player to drift in. But, I mean, Sessegnon uh, against the Gunas was overrun down that side by Saka. You got yeah. turned inside out. So, of course, someone like Mares, who is skillful, can dribble, has got pace, has got strength, can shoot from anywhere as well. You know, of course, Perisic is going to have a torrid time against him. They're different ages. There's a lot going on. You know, Perisic has never had pace. Like he's never had pace. Like like lightning quick pace. He's, you know, he's a technical player. Um, so. Perisic got turned inside out by by Mahrez down down that side. I mean, I don't know, bro. Uh, you know, I, I still think there were three centre backs in, in that in in that six yard box that could have done something. You know, I I, I, I don't know, bro. It, it's not just that third goal; it's every goal that they could have done something for. All right, look, mm-hmm. the fourth goal. I know you're going to get onto the fourth goal, but I'll just jump there now. The fourth goal, it, 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 the, we were pushing up the pitch. Yeah, we we were pushing up the pitch. We was looking for an equaliser. Uh, there were gaps at the back, but for for long late to take the ball the way that he did, I don't know why he didn't head it forward. There was a player not only to the right of him. I think it might have been Romero. I can't remember right now. 
but he could have nodded it down. He could have, he could have, he could have met the ball square on instead of opening. He didn't either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because cool. straight straight away that the Man City's pace and Mara, you know, uh, and then there's 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 a whole the, the you know the whole pitch for Maris to run into pick his spot, make sure that he saw Lloris going to the floor and then lift it over to him. Like those are like glaring mistakes, and we've got three centre backs. Mm. For me, that this... was a real schoolboy error. That you know, in t- concentration and what what Maris so much sharper. You know, he was alert to it, read the situation, and as you say, Ricky, obviously opened his body up, and it was it was just again another individual error. So the third goal, the fourth goal, um, yeah, both really poor. Uh, and uh, yeah, the third goal again. You go back to that with that near post. Um, when you watch it and see, it was a very slight deflection. It's no excuses. You've got to be saving that. And um, yeah, I think really that fourth one was it was just a nail in the coffin, wasn't it? It was kind of just a long ball up, up. Um, we weren't on it. We weren't concentrating. Um, it's just a ch- another cheap goal to give away. So yeah, just bitterly, bitterly disappointing, really. When you watch Matt, that you back. had the choice. Would would you drop Hugo Lloris? <sighs> what for the next game? Yeah. Bearing in mind that he's our club captain as well. Is it the time? Um, for Fulham, yeah. I, I personally would stick with him for Fulham. Um, yeah, I would stick with him, you know, for Fulham, I think, as, as captain. Um, and see how he reacts uh, to that. I, I think, as we said earlier in the show, you possibly have we gone another a year too long with him as our main number one? Should we have been kind of succession planning sooner? Um, I would stick with him for Fulham, um, but I would certainly sit him out for the Preston game and bring Forster in. Would you drop him in? Yeah. It's it's. Do you know what? It's it's so tough for me to answer that question. And, and it's because of the on. emotion. It's because of the emotion that I have for him. Do you know what I mean? He's been there for so long. He's been with us through thick and thin. He's he's clawed us out of games. He's kept us in games. He, his performances have ended up helping us win some games. But this season, I, I said it on the last show, the only word that I can think of, and I don't want to say it, but I, the only word that I can think of is that he's been a liability. Now, if you drop your club captain, that's a massive statement, and that's going to create massive waves within that squad it, it would it would if you done it it would have to work do you know what i mean because if it didn't trying to like get him back on side might be difficult um it, it, like, like like matty said there and and like i can't remember who said on the last show as well is that we should have been trying to bring in the successor and, and do the whole brad friedel thing when larice came in you know, yeah. like Brad Friedel played every single yeah. Premier League, Premier League game. Yeah, and slowly, yeah. And you bring him through. So if there was another person that was actually going to come in to, to, to try and get those number one gloves, well, then we could have brought that, that person through. But right now, we're jumping in deep end. You know, Ramon Vega said to us, uh, when you asked him about um, keepers, he said he's national keeper, Sommer, who's... Yeah, had a good World Cup, solid keeper, but has just gone to Bayern Munich. You know, they, they just signed him for, you know, yeah, relatively yeah. cheap money, you know. So if you're going to drop him, you're going to have to bring somebody in, I think, who is going to be the next number one and then let them compete and let them go for it. But I, I think mean, to drop him for four, though, is tough. 
that that's the thing, isn't it? You bring Forster in. Is Forster good enough to to be there for the remainder of the season if you were going down that road? I'm not so sure. I'm not so but sure. If a goalkeeper, though, Matt, is making mistake after mistake no. after mistake and costing you games, um, it could make you know the, the rest of the team feel very uneasy. Um, yes. And as I said to you, Ricky, uh, you know, many times, you know, a, lot, a long time ago, especially when Delhi left, we yeah. need to stop as fans being emotional about players, I, I, sentimental I, 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 about I players. Yeah. We need to be ruthless. Yeah. yeah I know. And, uh, you know, Jose Mourinho was like that. You know, I'll he was very what. ruthless as a manager. Yeah, well, we're in a transfer window, so you know if you really mean, you know, you'd like to think there again. Is there a plan? Have we got a successor lined up? It's still a couple of weeks left in the window, perhaps. But um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a tricky one, I think, with Loris. Um, yeah, I would probably stick with him for Fulham and sit him out for the FA Cup game. See, I, if, 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 if it was me, I would have probably put Forster in this evening. I know it's very easy to say that after the game, but um, even with Hunmin Son, I would have dropped Hunmin Son and put Richarlison yes. in. I would have made a couple, yeah. of, couple more changes today. Um, yeah. Matt and Ricky, do you want to um, say anything more on this evening's game before we go on to the Fulham preview and talk a little bit about transfers? Let's keep it moving, bro. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Ricky, let's get let's come to you. Um, we've spoke about Trossard. Now, the the two players that Spurs could possibly get done in this January window is Nicolo Zaniolo. They're now talking about a move. Mm. Um, Spurs did put a bid in, um, as reported by Michael Bridge from Sky Sports today. They put a bid in, but uh, Roma come back and said the bid was not satisfactory. <laughs> so they need to go back with another offer, either for a loan or an option to buy at the end of the season for around £35 million. Now, if, I know it's a big if, if Spurs got the Zaniolo deal done and the Pedro Poro deal done, would you be happy? I would be happy if Conte would be happy. I know, firstly, right wing back, I would be happy to get somebody. I would be happy just to get that one signing in, even though I've said the whole time that I want two signings. Zaniolo is somebody who we've been linked with for a long time, is admired by Paratici and Levy. And, but I want to know if it's somebody that Conte wants. If Conte would want that player, then that's going to make mm -hmm. me happy because then he has an extra screwdriver in his toolbox to go, you know what, that can fix a problem. Let's chuck him on. I know that he can play at right wing back or has played at right wing back and can play across the front three. So it, there's versatility there. Um, I, I think he's had, I'm going to say one ACL. He might have had two in both knees. I can't remember right now. Maybe one of the fans. Yeah, there you go. Can I ask you, I know he's publicly come out and said that Jed Spence was a club signing. Do you think any of the other signings during Antonio Conte's signing uh, time at Spurs, do you think any of the other signings have been club signings or do you think they're all his? Yeah, no, I think, I th I think, it's, a, I think it's a bit of a mix. But I, I think his signings were Benton Kerr and Kulisevsky. Perisic was his signing. Definitely. Um, and then I think Basuma was almost like an opportunity. I, look, I, he played great against us and he was he was one of the best midfielders um, in the Premier League last season before we picked him up. So there's a possibility that he would have been like, yeah, I like him. But it almost sniffs to me a bit like this Trossard deal. There's an opportunity there. He plays midfield. We need a midfielder. 25 million, we can get him. What do you reckon, Conte? All right, cool. We'll have him as an option. I don't know. 
Yeah, but that's what it smells like to me. I think Richarlison, it seems like a Conte player in the sense that forward who is a menace, who likes chaos, likes... He's a bit of a lamella. Do you know what I mean? Come on to create chaos. Come on to snarl at people, to wind people up, you know. Yeah, get in their face. Yeah, get in their face. So, to me, Richarlison seems like a Conte player, but that's what I'm saying. It's a bit of a mixed bag. It looks. That's what it looks like to me. Do you want to add anything to that, Matt? Yeah, I would agree. I, I think Richarlison was was a certainly Conte signing. I think um, I actually think Basuma probably was as well. Um, I think because he, he realised we were light in midfield in that set in that area. Longley, obviously, that's and it, that's just been a, a bridging kind of arrangement, isn't it? Because we didn't get Bastoni, um, so I don't think that was necessarily what Conte wanted. Um, but Ricky's had definitely a mixed bag. I think with the incomings in the summer, I think. We were left short. We didn't bring in attacking players, we know. We didn't bring in the defensive reinforcements. And then you fast forward now to this window. I think you've got to bring Porro in if that's who Conte wants, as we've said. Zaniolo. I mean, we were linked with him in the summer, weren't we? Um, yeah. I Obviously, he hasn't got that, that Premier League experience similar to Porro, but I think what probably causes me slight concern with him is his injury record. Um, but listen, we need that creative attacking midfielder, certainly. I think in terms of any deal, my preference would be to have a loan with an option, not an obligation to buy, um, given his you know injury record. So I think if they could strike a deal to bring him in, um, given obviously Lucas doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon, it brings in a bit more, hopefully a bit more quality, but bring him in with a loan with an option um, and see how that works. And then you can make a call in the summer as to whether you want to trigger that option or not. Um but yeah, it doesn't surprise me that's um, struggling along as well at the moment. That deal, but they're going to have they're going to have to get some business done, as we say. Yeah, if, if they did get those two deals done, though, Matt uh, Zaniolo and Poro, w- would you feel excited again? Um, I wouldn't feel excited. No, I think it's, it's <laughs> definitely not exciting. I think it's, it's a minimum requirement to be to be blunt. Really, they need to bring two in. It's a minimum requirement, yeah. Chris. And yeah. I yeah. think to be brutally honest, we probably need a couple more. Def- you know. Ideally, another centre back would come in this window as well, because the issues are in defence. We are shipping goals. Uh, we yeah. are really shipping goals, so we need to firm that up. Um, so yeah, Poro, Samiolo, and another centre back, and I think then I feel better. <laughs> well, let's yeah. talk about our next uh, Premier League game. Of course, it is away at Fulham on Monday evening. Uh, we are fifth in the Premier League. We've got thirty-three points from twenty matches. Fulham are right behind us. 31 points from 20 matches. Um, Ricky, let's come to you on this. Now, since the World Cup break, uh, Fulham have beaten Crystal Palace 3-0. They've beat uh, Southampton 2-1. They've beat Leicester 1-0. They've beat Chelsea 2-1. Their last outing um, was a 1-0 defeat away at Newcastle United. So out of their last five games since the World Cup break, four wins and one defeat. How do you see this game going? It's going to be a tough game again. um, they're, They're invigorated. I saw I saw the game against Newcastle and they, they were a bit unlucky mm. to to lose that yeah. game. Um, so they're going to be invigorated. Marco Silva has definitely put his touch on the Fulham side. Uh, he's had them in the Championship, innings, he? So he's had a year with them to work with them, and then they've just kind of, you know, just just crept up the table ever since they've been back in the Premier League. It's going to be another very tough game. Mitrovic, uh, you know, a proper number nine. Um, a, a, a guy that again can score from anywhere. They're talisman, and then they've got a lot of strength and youth uh, and pace 
uh, which we've seen, we've seen it's tough for us to deal with pace. You know, the Guna game, uh, the, all of the games, even the Brentford game, Rico Henry, do you know what I mean? He had pace down that side as well. So pace is, is a problem for us. But I would hope, I would hope that that first half performance that they had today, and <laughs> how many times have we said this, but mostly about the second half, but I would hope that they can put something together right now. Like they, they've got to start showing themselves as 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 like as men, as as kind of like soldiers for for the club. But they're up for the fight, you know. This 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 crumble that keeps going on. Mm. It's just it's it's almost like a feel sorry for me. Do you know what I mean? Type of type of energy. And to to today they didn't start like that. Um, obviously crumbled in the second, but today they didn't start like that. They 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 were saying about them. And I, I did feel that they were they they wanted to kind of fight, so um, obviously it didn't last. But they need to put it together, and they need to be inspired by some signings coming in, you know, because we've got a set eleven right now, and yeah. certain certain there's certain players on that bench that know they're not going to get on. There's certain players that we know that we need, you know. There's not too many game changers. So it, it's time. It's time for Richarlison to, to score, score his first goals in the Premier League for us. <clears throat> it's time for like Bentico to come back and kind of show again how much class that guy is. You know, get some more minutes under his belt. It's, it's, it's time for, you know, for this team to kind of show up and show us what they're about and show that they do have a bit of pride about, the badge, about the badge on their shirt and about the players that they are, about the profession that they're in. You know, uh, show us that you've got some pride for this game. And, and for this team and, and, and go and get those three points because it's not like we shouldn't be getting those three points. It's just that we allow teams to play the way that they want to play and then suddenly we're overrun. Kick ourselves mm. in the foot and then we're two goals down. Rick, a couple of weeks ago, Antonio Conte said, um, if you doubt the likes of uh, Hunmin Son, then we're in trouble. Is it time to drop him? I wouldn't say drop, but I mean you you could definitely rotate. rest. Yeah, rotate him, rest him. That's what Richarlison is there for. The fact that we we it's a bit like Hoiberg to me. You know when you're Hoiberg, being sentimental I mean, again. I am, but that's <laughs> but but that's why you bring me on. So um, you know what I mean. We can bring on Costa if you want, and he'll just be straight down the bloody well line. But you know, um, you know when we benched him last time and he came off the bench and he scored. I think it was a Leicester game. Um, yeah. it, that invigorated him. So. Maybe the, the fact that we've got Richarlison back, maybe give him the start, rest up Sonny. Kulu's playing, you know, he's, he looks like he's almost back to his best. You know, I could see him today parading and, and being devastating down that right-hand right, right side. Mm-hmm. So uh, get, give Richarlison a go, um, put Sonny on the bench, and then maybe you can have a game-changer to bring off the bench. You know, come the 60th minute. I think that's it. I think that will fire Son up personally if he's he's benched. Definitely, I'm I'm with you. I would start with Richarlison in that game. Definitely, Matt. What have you made of Fulham this season? They've had a good good campaign so far. I've been you know surprised. You know, Marco Silva's as we were saying. You know, he's done. A, I think he's done a more than a respectable job. You know, and they're now pushing and they up in in that upper level of the table now so you know I think they were unfortunate actually in the last game I think it was 1-0 they lost to Newcastle 
Yeah. You know, and they're not they're not they're no pushovers. Now I think they're having a good season. I think it's gonna be a tough game down at, at Craven Cottage uh on Monday. But um, you know, Mitrovic is always a handful. Um, but listen, you know, we've got some players coming back now. I think it's we've seen slightly importance of having Benton Cure in there now. Uh Kulisevsky, Richarlison, I think should start. It's just we I think we've just got to find a way to try and uh, stop leaking the goals, uh, keep it tight and um you know, we need a reaction. The fans deserve a reaction. Um, we need we need to be winning that game. We really do. Got, you know, we need to start picking points up. I've got four very quick questions for the both of you. Um, and these are the final four questions of the show. Um, how many players do you think we're going to sign in the January transfer window? Matt, let's start with you. Two. Rick? Two. I'm going to go with one. Um... The next one, will Conte be our manager at the start of next season? Go on, Ricky. No, <laughs> come on. Start of next season. The start of next season. Sadly, I don't think he is going to be. And uh, it, it's going to upset me when when that, when when any of that happens. I don't think he'll be there start of next season. Already what, do you reckon, what do you reckon, Rick? Okay. You agree with us, don't you? Can I just say my, my video cut out on this question or something? <laughs> um, look, the thing is, is that I, I want him to be there. I, I, I want to go yeah. on this. I want to go on this trip with this world class manager. I want him to have the tools that he needs to play the football that he wants to show us. And I want to I want to see that winning brand of football. But from all of the signs that I'm getting right now, I would have to say no. But my positivity says that there is going to be a bit of a turnaround come come the last week of this transfer window. There is going to be an upturn in results. There is going to, I think Conte is going to be inspired, let's hope, by the signings that we bring in and give him a bit of confidence that we are going in the right direction. Otherwise, it's the same old, same old. And there will be like, a, a, if you think that the fan base is toxic right now, if you think that people are angry and frustrated right now, if they don't back him, if they don't go and do it and don't try and turn this situation around, I think there's there, there's a world of pain coming for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club and, and those that are in charge. Score prediction for the Fulham game. I'm going to go 2-1 Spurs. 2-0 Spurs. Two -nil. I'm going 3-1 Spurs. Oh, nice. Wow, we've all gone for a win. Yeah. And Rick, the, your favourite question. Where do you think Spurs will finish at the end of the season? Jesus Christ. Oh, <sighs> Your faces when I, when I ask these questions. I tell you, the people on audio, they, they're, they're looking worried. Matt and Ricky are looking worried about these questions. Where do you think we'll finish in the league? Um, I, uh, do you want uh, me to go, Rick? Yeah, please. Please, bloody hell. I think we finished sixth. Based on the current squad, if we don't get the incoming, I would go sixth at the moment, I think. Um, Europa, Europa League. Yeah. Uh, we might win uh, the Champions League, eh? Hey! <laughs> I'll tell, um, tell you one thing. I do not want to be going back to Pacos de Ferreira. <laughs> No. I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 
Oh, I can't do it. I'm going to say fourth. I'm just going to say fourth because I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. I just can't do it, Chris. I can't do it. But you know what? Can I ask you? I know that was the last question, but let me ask you, Chris. You asked us there what would make us happy, you know, yeah. with this transfer window and what would give us hope. You go every single game, bro. You see, you see the players and you, it's not the camera angles that you see. You see everything that's going on the whole way from top to bottom. What would make you happy, bruv? What needs to change for you, somebody who goes yeah. week in, week out, home and away, what would it need from your point of view to change this situation? I have said many times, whenever we sign any player, the player that we sign should be walking into the starting eleven, or indeed have you know huge competition for the starting eleven to improve us. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt said earlier, a minimum requirement is two players to walk in the starting eleven. That is exactly how I feel. When you get, when you look back to the last January transfer window, you remember Rick, we were doing all of those shows during the January window, and of course we've done that one uh, on deadline day where we were talking about them both. Um, I was very excited about the school players coming in. The journalists come on and said, oh, Benton Co and Kulisewski, you know, they're terrible. They're, they're no better than Harry Winks. Of course, they got it wrong. Um, but two players that transformed our season, as you two have rightly said last season, Benton Co Kulisewski walked in yeah. to the starting 11. That is exactly what we need. And I completely agree with what Matt said earlier also about if you're going to do business later on in the month, we needed these signings at the start of the month for these important games that we're playing, i.e. today. Uh, Arsenal at the weekend. We needed them. Um, so improvements. It has to be, Ricky. That, this is why I keep stressing that it has to happen. You know, these things have to happen. And, and, and Matt rightly said the, the key words there. It's a minimum requirement two decent players to walk into this team. And you've both already said it as well, that we need more than two, a lot more than two. But will Antonio Conte be backed? This is why I feel like it's also up in the air because every time I see Conte, I love Conte. I think he's fantastic. I think if there's anyone going to bring success uh, at the club, it will be him. Uh, but every time I see him now, I just think that he's um, he's drained. I, f- I feel like he's drained. And, and as you said, you know, I think you guys have covered it very well in this show that that you've said that you know these these talks should have been happening during the World Cup. You know, did some talks happen? Did some talks not happen? You know, there are so many unanswered questions. I feel that the the trust of our asked the questions to the board as well, and I feel that they need to come back. I feel that there's so much going on right now. But, you know, as supporters, you know, whether you go to the games like me or whether, um, you know, you're abroad watching the game and, you know, full respect to... You know, some of the places I've been to, like America, for instance, they're getting up at like two, three, four o'clock in the morning, you know, going to work the next day to, to, to watch our club, Tottenham Hotspur, play on the TV. So no matter how you watch Spurs, um, you know, we all deserve more and we all deserve a bit of glory. And, and, and as I also said earlier, we all want the same thing, regardless of opinion. Yeah. Well said. Here, 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 brother. Um. I feel that this has been quite a negative show and I feel that I've been um, you know, a bit irate today uh, to, to what I normally would. I, I normally, you know, ask the, ask the guests all of the questions w- without having so much opinion. But I just feel very strongly about things at mm-hmm. the moment. I just feel that we need to go in the right direction. And I feel like we've been here so many times before. Yeah. Um, you know, asking about club direction, particularly when we were looking for a manager for 72 days, as I, as I also said earlier. Um, Matt, thanks so much for coming on um, this evening. I hope you've enjoyed it, even though we've lost and even though we've, 
you know, we've we've probably spoke <laughs> negatively about everything, but yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been good. It's been good. Thank you, Ricky. Guys. I know you're such a positive guy. You're probably the most positive uh, person we have on this channel. Do you do you want to say the last words for this show and, and give us some sort of positivity of oh, going man. into the Fulham game? All you Tottenham fans out there, we've done it before. We've been here before. We've been in the darkest moments. We've been lower than this in the league and at the club. But we always rise. We always rise and we will rise again, all right? And it might not be today, it might be tomorrow, okay? It only takes one thing to change this whole system, this whole energy, this whole barrier that we find ourselves in. It only takes one thing. And if that one thing can change, then we could be risen again. Do you know what I mean? We can say goodbye to Titanic FC and we can be on the up again and be Phoenix FC, you know? So don't stress, don't worry. They have to get it right. They have to. They have to change. Things have to... They, they, they have to have enough of the way that things are. So let's believe. Let's hope together and let's stay united that we want these things to believe to, to change. And we want these things to go in a new direction. Let's go and back that manager. Let's go and back that team. Let's do, do, do what you always do. The fans that go to the games, man. You always sing up and you always back the team. So regardless of what, what, what is happening, go and back that team. And hopefully that team backs you back and we'll have three points well, on the man. table. Come on. Well, man, Ricky, thanks so much for joining me this evening. And thanks so much for watching everybody and, and for listening as well. If you don't subscribe to the channel as yet, please do hit that subscribe button. And if you are listening to this on an audio platform, please do hit that follow button and leave a review if you can. And we'll see you on the next one. Hopefully Spurs can get back to winning ways on Monday evening against Fulham. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on. Come on. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.